Broadcasting live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. From the studio C. C, senor. You know what it is? Dimly lit room. Deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound on Little Friday. And who is our general manager today? President Tim Scott. The 2024 race is officially on. We'll break it down. We'll handicap the candidates. Blah, 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 blah. Take care calls. Blah, blah, blah. Even if that were to happen, will it matter at that point? Uh, no. <laughs> but Tim Scott brought it, man. He's an impressive guy. Yeah. That, that, oh, I thought we were at the end of the song. <laughs> oh, there's so much more to enjoy. So I got my second dose of the Moderna. I'm on Team Moderna, although I'm not Boo. flying the flags Boo. quite as colorfully as I did before. I'll have to talk about how I feel today, having gotten a shot at one yesterday afternoon. Here we go. Big finish. Uh, little D, our daughter, our 21-year-old, is on Team Pfizer like her mom and dad, and we were trading a text back and forth yesterday. Very funny, but involved the F word, so I can't really mm-hmm. <laughs> explain on the air. But uh, good to have the family together on Team Pfizer. <laughs> uh, so the New York Times said Joe Biden is rewriting the contract between the American people and their government, and that is true. It's just whether or not you think... The new contract is a good thing or a bad thing. I happen to be in the camp that thinks it's awful and will be the ruin of us. And I'm not even trying to be hyperbolic at all. I mean, like, it'll never be the same. We'll be like uh, any of your European nations that kind of just struggle along slowly because we're a, basically a, a socialist state. Right, um, right. But uh, well, and- 80% of America, according to the YouGov poll and a couple of others, uh, are in favor of everything he said last night. Beautiful. What I was just about to say was that, uh, if you want to continue that metaphor, I think most Americans are listening to the salesman and being asked to sign the contract when they really ought to run it by a lawyer uh, because they don't understand what they are signing. Yeah, I agree. But they're not, and it's going to happen. <laughs> Unless well, the some of it will. Unless the Republicans do a much better job than they have so far of pushing back against this stuff. Yeah. Well, luckily, the filibuster still exists in the Senate. And that wish list that we heard last night, if you, you gutted your way through it or read the highlights this morning, it's not all going to happen. A substantial amount will, though. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, yeah, that that, that I, I great. Um, so he doesn't get the whole two trillion. and He only gets one and a half trillion. Whoop de doo. Yeah. Um, added on to what he's done already. That's it's the biggest change in our nation's history. I mean, come on now. In terms of, and like the New York Times said, they're presenting it as a good thing. Rewriting the contract. Government taking care of the people. There you go. Um, as far as my Pfizer side effects, I've never had this side effect again. Now, now I'm uh, no stranger to drinking or being hungover. But I've never had the shakes in my life from, oh boy. from drinking. This morning, so I, I got my second dose at 1 p.m., and the uh, they're supposed to hit you like 12 hours later, so maybe it hit me in the middle of the night while I was sleeping. Mm-hmm. But I got up this morning, and my hands were shaking so bad, I've never had this before. I couldn't get coffee into my coffee maker. Oh, wow. I was, I was holding one wrist with the other wrist and sloshing it all over the place as I tried to pour it in. Were you shivering? Brushing my teeth, running toothpaste all over my face. Oh, my gosh. Now, was it like shivering? Were you cold or just the shakes? I don't know. I've never had this before. I didn't feel cold. I don't feel cold okay. now, but I still feel pretty shaky. But I don't I don't know. Is that do you call that 
Is that what is that called? Is that called wow. the shakes or chills yeah. or shakes? Shakes? I don't know. The heebie-jeebies, the, the jitterbugs, the what? The demons. The, the demons. Oh, clearly, what I need is could, an exorcism. Could be demons. Ah, great. I, I might. I might get the COVID and the devil. Right. That's right. really a one-two punch. Yeah. You know, you reap what you sow. A lot of evil in your past. I'm not going to dredge it all up, but fair amount. <laughs> Ah, boy. So anyway, we'll talk about uh, what the president proposed to a certain extent and what the echo chambers are saying, mostly in support of, some critical of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I will continue uh, fighting, rooting, preaching for, you know, what I think are better policies and a better future for ourselves and our kids and grandkids in the country, but... I really do feel a little bit like I'm standing, uh, you know, on the seashore shouting at the tide to stop coming in. Mm. There just does not seem to be a constituency for living within our means. Definitely not. Definitely not. Um, Boring. Shut up. Stupid. Yeah, exactly. It's teamwork that makes the dream work. How big a check am I going to get? I want my check. I want another check. I like the first one. Give me another one. And I understand. I like money myself. Uh, let's introduce everybody in the squad. There's our board operator, technical director, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Uh, pretty good. Yesterday, I discovered the joys of Chinese takeout. I mean, I, I've eaten Chinese food before, obviously, but I haven't had it for like, you know, a year and a half, maybe mm. two years, and I forgot mm. how much food they give you and how cheap <laughs> it is, and it was delicious, you yeah. know? I had some sweet and sour pork the other night, and I got two full meals out of it. Ah, and it was mixing like it up, are Eight you? bucks. <laughs> it's still the, only the sweet and sour pork, right, Jack? Correct, but it was delicious. Yeah, the, you put enough sauce and breading on meat, and, you know, the quality doesn't matter so much, Michael, so you get a big old helping for, uh, you know, $10. You said meat weird Did there. you notice that, Sean? He said meat. It's like it was verbally in italics. Yeah, oh, no, yeah, no, no. That was weird. No, no, I'm sorry. There's meat in there. <laughs> Jack, have you, have you thought about broccoli and beef? Why? Well, it's delicious. I just... So's the sweet and sour pork every time. <laughs> it's, it's that's like candy. It's it's a child's dish. Order Mongolian beef. I do not in understand. support of the Mongolian people. I do not understand people's need for variety. If I get something I like, you just go with it. There's positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Oh, really exciting day today. It is NFL Draft first round day. We're breaking it down, taking a look at the big board. Everybody's still available, probably because the draft hasn't started yet. That's not until tonight. That's some good analysis. We got Trevor Lawrence. Looks a lot like uh, the sunshine from Remember the Time. Where'd my draft music go, Michael? Trevor Lawrence, he's smooth, athletic signal caller, pinpoint accuracy, smooth footwork, elite athleticism. Expect him to go first. I'm, I'm breaking it down all for the rest of the show. We got more later. I uh, actually know who he was, is and watched him in a couple of his big games. He is freaking phenomenal. Yeah, and uh, the Armstrong and Getty Show, one of the few shows that does a mock draft for all six rounds. It usually <laughs> takes about 11 hours, so stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> Cleared out all the commercials. <laughs> Boy, with the 343rd pick, I really like Jimmy Johnson out of Florida. Keeping in mind, the quarterback that just won his 6th, 7th Super Bowl, whatever it was, was drafted in the 6th round. So you always got to have that in there as a little reminder. Um, Don't listen to him. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Thursday, April 29th, the year 2021, where Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, let's begin then, officially, according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go, officially at Mark. Hear me clearly. America is not a racist country. It's backwards to fight discrimination with different types of discrimination, and it's wrong to try to use our painful past to dishonestly shut down Debates in the present. 
So there are uh, plenty of pundits who believe that black males are migrating toward the Republican Party for a variety of reasons because they don't care about pronouns and uh, all kinds of different weird woke stuff. Well, an obnoxious, self-satisfied white chick spouting all sorts of terminology from their social classes. They're a little off-putting. And if Tim Scott got, uh, you know, all the votes Republicans mostly get, plus, you know, a chunk of the black vote, he'd be hard to beat. Anyway, we'll talk more about that later. Joe declared him the winner already of the 2024 presidency. Absolutely. Um, I'm willing to wager heavily. How uh, does mailbag look? Oh, it's good. It's, well, yeah, let me flip and through. Oh, yeah, it's pretty funny, actually. It's you know, uh, I heard somebody the other day who got this very shot that I got uh, said they felt like a truck hit them. And I've never been run over by a truck, so I don't actually have the comparison. <laughs> but I would believe what I'm feeling right now has got to be in the wheelhouse, somewhere in this area. A medium to large vehicle impact, yes. The wheels didn't go over me, but the front right. of it hit me, I went down. <laughs> Mm. And then it went over the top of me, and I smelled the exhaust. I think that's how. Oh, oh boy! So sorry to hear that. Yeah. Uh, Any right. other, anything else? Is your arm hurt or anything? A little or? bit, but I don't care yeah. about that. But yeah, yeah. that was something. I, I should have taken a video of me trying to pour that put pour that coffee in the machine. It was crazy. I've never had anything like that. I've seen it in movies before. Yeah. You know, usually displaying alcoholics or something like that. It was just the cup was going all over the place, and I'm holding it with the other hand. <laughs> it was, but your shaky hand with the coffee grounds, and then your shaky hand with the yep. camera. To us, it just would have looked fine. <laughs> well, right, yeah. <laughs> this is perfectly still, Jack. What's the excitement? That's funny, Sean. Uh, we got lots on the way. What did you think of the speech last night? 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. I used the term multitasking a little bit ago, and my nine-year-old, oh, he's playing video games, and I'm always trying to talk to him. I say, or, or watching TV, and I say, you got to pause the show if we're going to have a conversation, or pause your game. I'm not talking to you while you're doing something else. I'm multitasking. It's a good skill to have, he always says. <laughs> yeah, well, you're not multitasking with me. You're doing both poorly, as science has mm-hmm. uh, proved, beyond a, beyond a doubt. It's, yeah, it's clearly true. Yeah, mailbag. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day from the late, great Abraham Lincoln. We are not enemies, but friends. We must not be enemies. Though passion may have strained, it must not break our bonds of affection. The mystic chords of memory will swell when again touched, as surely they will be by the better angels of our nature. Adversaries, perhaps. Enemies, no. Moving along. Hi, guys. I have one thing to say after last night's speeches, writes Brett from San Diego. President Timothy Eugene Scott. Hoorah! Yeah, he was in what generally is seen as the thankful, unenviable position of delivering the rebuttal to the State of the Union. And many people have been... Mocked cruelly for doing that job for well, all kinds and, of different reasons. Legitimately. And legitimately so. And that is not what happened this time. Yeah. Formidable folks who've been getting a lot of attention. Bobby Jindal, uh, Marco Rubio, Michelle with the Bachman. infamous. Right. Right. Uh, moving along. Uh, oh, Marco Rubio. That's huh? when he did the glass of water thing, right? Never seen yeah. a man so thirsty. <laughs> Polly in northern Nevada sent this meme along. It's a picture of a guy standing in a park. 
with a seatbelt on, CDC now recommends wearing a seatbelt even when you're outside your car. <laughs> That's good. That's some good memeing. Uh, speaking of cars, I like this email because it cites uh, one of our mutual favorite movies of all time, 1980s Used Cars, where Big Jim says, I ain't never sold no damn cars before. And Rudy says, it's easy, Jim. All you have to do is get them in that car. Nothing sells a car better than the car itself. Mm. Now, remember this. You have to get their confidence, get their friendship, get their trust, then get their money. And David's point in sending this is President Biden sold his American family plan like he used car salesman sales a clunker. Nothing down, easy payments, we finance, all sales are final. Right. That's some pretty good analysis. And again, citing the excellent, the classic, Kurt Russell. <sighs> Movie from 1980, used cars. So we are going to play clips from the presidential address last night, which I normally against because I usually think it's a waste of time. I don't think it is in this case. I think I think this speech had meat to it, was important. The headline in the New York Times is Biden makes case to vastly expand government's role. That is something. That is a major moment. And that's a, that's a fair assessment. Sure. I found it dreadful and dull. I tuned. I couldn't take it. I figured I'd do what I usually do. I'll read it in the morning. I didn't focus on the excitement or dull or craft. I just was all only thinking about the, you know, remaking the relationship between the government and the, and the people of America. And that's, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, Jesse writes, so the government wants to get more involved in our education with free community college. Ten years ago, when I was going through college, you could get your education paid for by the government. All you needed to do was sign a four-year contract with any branch of the U.S. military, and bam, college money. Beware the liberal indoctrination complex. Uh, Huge fan of the show, listening daily from South Carolina. Beautiful Somerville, South Carolina, according to his uh, sign-off there. Thank you, Jesse. Uh, let's see. Guys, I audit for major manufacturers at Walmarts around San Antonio. Last week, there was a guy walking around my store without a mask. I didn't say anything, but no store employees did either. I asked the manager, and he said they don't require masks, but they don't really mention it, so people will continue to wear them. Uh, my company does, but we went to dinner this weekend, maskless, 100% capacity, Top Golf, same thing. Hmm. And he signs off, uh, my pronouns are thee, thy, thee, thy, and thyself. So it would be get over thyself, thyself. What? <laughs> I just enjoy the mockery. How about Mark, another Cali refugee in Austin, Texas? Uh, da, da, da. Oh, the concept you guys were discussing on yesterday's show is known as gel man amnesia. Uh, I don't know why it's called that, but it was a term coined by writer Michael Crichton. In a nutshell, it's when you read a story in the newspaper or see a media report on a subject you know a lot about, you realize the reporter knows very little and gets many of the key facts wrong. But then when you later read or see another report on something you don't know well, you trust that the information is correct, hence the amnesia. Uh, Bottom line is, you like to point out, it's almost always misinformation. And I've never heard anybody talk about it than us. It's so clearly true. Right, yeah, yeah. And I remember as a young lad, uh, I was interviewed by, uh, I was a, not a young lad, I was a young lad in the radio business. It was uh, like my second radio gig. And the Gladys, local. Get on oh, the yeah, stick. Yeah. On the stick. The early days of my career, before it was clear to me that it was a dead end and would never go anywhere, <laughs> I was being interviewed by the local newspaper as I was the new radio guy in town. And there you the guy go. asked me a handful of questions. And then it's I hard to believe them. newspapers are dead. Yeah. <laughs> Quality content like that. (laughs) But uh, the guy, he just had a notepad, and he was writing down my my answers. And then when it came out, he just, he rephrased everything, but put it in quotes. We've had that done many times. Yeah. 
And, you know, as a wordsmith, that's a little annoying. Don't put quotes around something that you put in my mouth. So you get a lot of that, too. Uh, How about this from uh, Jack? Joe, when you said a third of millennials say we should abolish the police, I was stunned. Has anyone really thought this through? The left is foolish if their goal is to defund or abolish police. We all know this. However, they're foolish to believe that it hurts us conservatives, libertarians, racist white people. What they need to understand is the police aren't there to protect us. The police are there to protect the woke mob from 70 million Second Amendment advocates, former military and pissed off business owners that lost everything due to not allowing the police to do their job. I assure you, if there's no police, this woke communist communist battle would be over in less than a day. Uh, okay. And a new government installed almost immediately. I, you know, I'm scanning so many headlines, and uh, we talked about this yesterday. The number of pundits. Well, he's not going to get a single Republican vote if this is the way he's going to act. Who cares? If I'm them, if I'm the Democrats, I don't care. History's not going to remember whether one or two Republican senators voted for I changed America the way I wanted to change America. Right. I came in and asked for two and a half loaves. I got one and a quarter. I'm happy. <sighs> yeah. That is not that does not very much comfort. Uh, well, it needs well, to be he claimed he was going to be bipartisan, and he's not. Yeah, well, if it all passes, <laughs> you, can, yeah. you can say that all you want. It ain't going to make any difference. Yeah. Well, you got to attack the ideas, but nobody yep. has time for ideas. They're too busy with their video games. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Constitution opens with the words as trite as it sounds, we the people. Well, it's time to remember that we the people are the government, you and I, not some force in a distant capital, not some powerful force that we have no control over. It's us. It's we the people. In another era, Wow. I'll give you just a little bit of Biden from last night in the uh, <laughs> oh, that State was of the chilling. Union. So. We'll never know what Biden really wanted or what it would have been like if Republicans had won even one of those uh, races in Georgia. I mean, there were a lot of pundits, a lot of pundits who thought he wanted the Republicans to have one of those. So he could do what he has always done, the way government used to be, say, look, we can't get everything we want. We don't have control of the Senate. Here's what we're going to do. And he would have had to be. You know, that bring us together president. I think that's what he was expecting. And then all of a sudden he's handed both houses and the presidency. And he thinks, OK, I guess I'll just go for it. Here's the New York Times on the speech from last hey, night. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I want to talk about that clip a little bit. OK, that, that was that was a shocking and crazy thing to say. The enormous, just insatiable huge, rich federal government, the, the enormous bureaucracy, the unanswerable to the people, bureaucrats and the, all the regulation. The, uh, the, we are the people. The government is the people. That might have been true in, in 1802, but it sure as hell not true now. New York, anyway. New York Times. As a candidate, Mr. Biden pitched himself as a transitional candidate who is uniquely positioned to unite the country and beat Donald J. Trump who ultimately wanted to serve as a bridge to the next generation. In his speech last night, Mr. Biden made it clear that he aimed to be more than a blip in the history books whose greatest achievements were unseating his predecessor. And he outlined proposals to expand family leave, child care, health care, preschool, and college education for millions of people. 
His plans, if passed, would make him a transformational figure in American history. There's no doubt about that. And I'd say even if he gets half to two-thirds of what he's proposing, he's going to go down as one of the most transformational presidents in U.S. history. Yeah. And it's yeah. so much Lovely. of it is the Trump hangover and just, oh, yeah, man, I don't know. And and before Trump even, there were there were no, there's nobody that cared about fiscal responsibility and sustainability that just... That had been over for a long time. It just took me a long time to realize it. Yeah, it's interesting looking back on the whole Tea Party movement. How quickly that lost its energy. Well, um, and Russia when when Trump came in office and really didn't have any interest in in uh, fiscal responsibility. The late great Rush Limbaugh took a little heat when he said during the election, "Look, fiscal conservatism. Nobody cares about that." And some people were like, "Wait a second. No, he was right. He knew that. Yeah, he knew that. That's just a tiny group of loud people." Really, when it comes down to it, it's just, what can I get from my side? How will we pay for it in the future? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Let's, what can we do now? Yeah, Jonah Goldberg uh, and you and I agree. He said, this was the most pro-government, most confident in the ability of government to do things, most in favor of expanding government presidential address in recent memory. Uh, he's, he's trying to be FDR, reshape American society, reshape the way we see everything. Uh, from, you know, who's raising our children to whose responsibility is feeding ourselves, clothing ourselves, housing ourselves. Uh, and it's, it's the government's responsibility, not ours, which is a, a hell of a change. Uh, you know, so we could play you a bunch of clips of Biden droning on grand, eloquent rhetoric about, you know, taking care of everybody and the rest. But I thought Tim Scott, who's the, uh, the lone black Republican in the Senate from South Carolina, did the rebuttal, which is usually a thankless task and has ruined the careers or at least addled the careers of quite a few who've tried it. Or, or at best, it's just boring and nobody notices anything. Right. He was pretty damn good. He was pretty strong. Not that that many people watch it, but uh, let's play a handful of clips of Tim Scott. I'm sorry if I put my sheet over here when it ought to be over there. Oh, you know, yeah, mm, er, e, uh, Why don't we start with, uh, I love this, uh, clip 55, Sean. Most of all, I'm saddened that millions of kids have lost a year of learning when they could not afford to lose a single day. Locking vulnerable kids out of the classroom is locking adults out of their future. Our public schools should have reopened months ago. Other countries did. Private and religious schools did. Science has shown for months that schools are safe. But too often, powerful grown-ups set science aside, and kids like me were left behind. The clearest case I've seen for school choice in our lifetimes, because we know that education is the closest thing to magic in America. I try not to get emotionally involved with any politicians. I don't think it's healthy. Um, but I, I, I really think he could be a big deal. I would agree. I would agree. Certainly and there's so much to like. President. Yeah, there's a lot to like for liberal America, too. Not just the, the color of his skin, because I don't start there like most people do these days. Uh, but, you know, he's, he's big on police reform. He's had bad experiences uh, with the cops. He grew up a poor black kid. He, he went to some crappy schools, then to some better schools, had some great mentors. There's just a lot to love. He's also a successful businessman and uh, understands that whole game. 
Yeah, yeah. Let's do uh, let's do another one. Um, do you have a, a favorite Tim Scott clip or do it? Whatever you want. Uh, Fifty six. Common sense makes common ground, but today this conversation has collapsed. The state of Georgia passed a law that expands early voting, preserves no-excuse mail-in voting, and despite what the president claimed, did not reduce election day hours. If you actually read this law, it's mainstream. It will be easier to vote early in Georgia than in Democrat-run New York. But the left doesn't want you to know that. They want people virtue signaling by yelling about a law they haven't even read. And finally, he brings it home in uh, 59. Our best future will not come from Washington schemes or socialist dreams. It will come from you, the American people, black, Hispanic, white and Asian, Republican and Democrat, brave police officers in black neighborhoods. We are not adversaries. We are family. We are all in this together, and we get to live in the greatest country on earth. That's good stuff. So Donald Trump told the Washington Examiner today he's 100% considering a 2024 run, trying to be part of the mix of the conversation today, and maybe he is planning on a run. I have no idea. Uh, But uh, the field will probably include Senator Tim Scott, who you've been listening to. Hey, I'm going to make Sean excited about his candidacy. Tim Scott offers something for everybody. Sean, he's 55 years old. Yeah, I liked him before that. It's about a, a quarter giant. century less than uh, the other guys talking about running. It's right. so nice. Well, he could run. A 55-year-old can run. Yeah, Physically, too. He physically can actually run, like, sprint. <laughs> we should have candidates that can physically run. You can't run unless you can run. Yeah. I unless you're in a wheelchair run. or something like that. Oh, of course. Of course. Certainly. That's exciting. Uh, what else should you know? Nothing, uh, know? nothing you need to know. No. <laughs> What's the point in knowing anything? <laughs> it's a waste of time. Uh, let's see. What time is it now? <laughs> well, it's on now, and we'll uh, see You know how much the Republicans can and uh, do chip away at this. I mean, so far there's been a lot of rolling over and letting things happen, so we'll see. And, uh, again, the quickie polls that are out, in the 80%-plus approvals for the speech last night uh, and the and the in the programs he pitched, so the, the Republicans have to whittle it that pretty good before they got it, you know, before they can uh, be loud and proud on it. It's so hard to argue against Santa Claus. Yes. This man coming down your chimney with presents is exploiting elf labor. Nobody wants to hear it. They just want the, the presents. Right. Oh, my the, gosh. Well, jo- Jonah Goldberg, who you just quoted, wrote an entire book on this, and it's really interesting if you ever read it. Death of the West, I think, is the one, mm-hmm. um, where he, he talks about, you know, capitalism's just a hard sell. It sounds, it's the best thing that ever happened to mankind. It raises the most people up. Uh, we've had the greatest quality of life, et cetera, et cetera. But it's a hard pitch because, you know, if you tell people it's going to take effort and talent and you're going to have to work really hard, and if you fail, there's not going to be anybody there to take care of you. It's on you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it depends on how many people think, awesome, I can go as far as I want, versus how many people think, that sounds scary, what if I fail? And, uh, you know, if I can get enough to just have a decent-sized house and a decent car and eat, I I, I don't really want to try to do anything. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there are scholarly books out there or, or studies that just can show you the arc of republics 
And as they get more and more uh, socialist government control, uh, more and more of the national uh, uh, revenue flows through the government and then is doled out, the effects that has. I mean, it's easy to see in, in old Europe. Those, yeah, right. Those are sure. those economies suck. They take their 12 weeks of vacation or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, can't fire anybody. Everybody retires at age fifty-five, and then you know, and then then we're gonna have to stop talking about this because who would want to listen to such a negative radio show? But as we talked about yesterday, um, so you got the one crowd who think you know that sounds hard, and you know I don't need to be rich. I just need to be okay, and and, and that's fine with me as long as I don't have to try very hard. You got that crowd. Then you got the people who are. I'm gonna go for broke. I'm gonna risk it all. Taxes are going to go up so much that that crowd's going to think, you know, and it's just not worth it. I mean, the return is not worth it to open another shop to do this for another two years. I'm retiring. I'm out. And there's going to be a lot of that. Right. Right. You know, the greatest metaphor I think ever written was the the one where the, the teacher says, all right, everybody's going to get a B. You people who get A's, you're going to share your grade with the people getting C's and D's. And so the people who get C's and D's stop trying and the people who get A's stop trying. No way. Way. Seems so unlikely that that's the way that would turn out. That would turn out that way every single damn time. But you know what? It's over. I give up. Uh, I quit. Scrolling through New York Post, Gwyneth Paltrow goes pantless at a gala. That uh, is a gala. What else is there? <laughs> Just I don't know. I don't know what to do with the politics stuff. It's yeah. so frustrating. Uh, I know. I know. I would actually. I would actually go ahead. ahead. I was going to say Ted Cruz was blasted the woke corporations who were blasting Georgia without even having read the bill. That was kind of satisfying. Not that it'll do much good. Johnny Rotten is against woke culture. He's a musician of some sort. (laughs) Yes, he was the singer for the Pistols of Sex back in the seventies. I'll go through some of the text. I'm interested in what people had to think. I mean, if you've got eighty percent approval in the snap polls from last night's speech. There's got to be a lot of people on the right, too, that uh, like what Biden's posing. So I'll go through some of the texts and see what that's like. Our text line, 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. After a five-year restoration process, England's Big Ben clock is expected to chime again next year. But I don't think people are going to like the update. Hey, speaking of Great Britain, which is where Big Ben Ben is. Look, kids, Big Ben Parliament. Big Ben Parliament. Great vacation. (laughs) European vacation. Classic movie. Jimmy Um, Chase. What if it happened to that? Where have all the waiters gone? Headline in the Daily Mail about how there are so many open hospitality jobs. They're battling to fill 355,000 jobs before they can reopen. They want to reopen, but they can't hire any people. And lots of restaurant owners and that sort of thing are saying, I've got signs out, nobody applying. Nobody. So they got the same problem in Britain that we got here. People apparently are getting enough from the government to not need to go back to their old job. Yeah, that's wild. I've, I've read is. that same story from several different cities in uh, you know getting ready for the show. I don't know how that plays out over time. Well, obviously, either the benefits end, the temporary measures end, and we all get back to working for a living, and there are lots of restaurants to choose from and the rest of it, or those benefits become permanent, and we just, just don't have nearly as many restaurants. 
You know, that's it's not a disaster exactly, but it's also not the way it should work. But you know, yeah, but if you had hundreds of thousands in the United States, millions of people doing a particular job. And they don't go back. That's that's something very weird is happening and going to happen. Oh, I agree completely. Yeah, well, we will have a smaller economy. Well beyond, you know, there aren't as many restaurants to go to. It's it's the whole well what Biden was talking about last night. What the New York Times said: remaking the relationship between the government and Americans. Yeah, yeah. Oh, goody. Uh, oh, speaking of economics, where's my phone? Here it is. Uh, it was something. I was uh, flipping through the Wall Street Journal this morning, and uh, I just did some screen captures as I scrolled down. Uh, McDonald's U.S. sales rebound. Comcast's profits soar. Amazon earnings are poised to surge further. Apple signals hot streak to continue. Facebook's oh, ad business drive sales. Stocks off the best start to a presidential term since Great Depression. Uh, whoops. Screwed it up. Uh, U.S. economy appears to be lifting off. Jobless claims expected to reach fresh COVID-19 low. Stock futures rise on stimulus prospects. It's something. And, you know, if I was going to turn the U.S. from a market economy uh, to a more socialist society, now's the time. There is so much cream at the top of the economy and, and, and corporations are, are making record profits and the rest of it. Uh, now's the time. The cow is fat. It's time to slaughter it. You end up with a dead cow, unfortunately. But oh, <laughs> Which is of delicious, this, by the way. You know, that's funny. Yeah, it's funny. I should come out against that as I eat quite a bit of it every chance I get. Uh, so I uh, saw in Axios that airlines are returning more and more to normal. They're gearing up for full schedules and everything. But it's not as simple as, like, reopening a restaurant, uh, putting aside the you-can't-get-anybody-to-work-there problem. Uh, airlines are trying to add flights and rework their schedules. But as they say, cranking up a complex flight network is like putting a puzzle back together after it suddenly fell on the floor. It can be messy and it takes time. Delta Airlines, for example, is notifying customers of changes to existing flights, sometimes adding layovers. Hey, your nonstop now has two stops. <laughs> or even modifying dates of travel. You're not flying here on Wednesday. Now it's Tuesday. But I've got hotels booked and tickets. You're going the next day. Click. <laughs> Apologetic emails offer to rebook or cancel trips for a credit if the new itineraries are unsatisfactory. But waiting through that process can take hours. They've got to get laid off flight crews, uh, retrained and recertified before they can fly again. They've got to put grounded aircraft back into service. That can require many hours of maintenance, and to which I say, take your time. <laughs> do, do it all. Maybe do it twice. Uh, but they're thinking that it's going to, uh, air travel is going to bounce back like crazy soon. Uh, cool. Yeah. So, um, this tweet out from, or uh, I just saw this. Marco Rubio said it. I found this on Twitter. Marco Rubio slams Twitter's hypocrisy after Uncle Tim became a top trending topic last night after Senator Scott's rebuttal. Oh my God! The the, the left is so racist. Oh my God! Calling uh, Tim Scott Uncle Tim? Not, I would never utter that in, in a million years. No, but I I I'm for Twitter allowing that. But then you have to allow the other stuff on the other side too. Well, right, yeah, 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 but uh, yeah, putting Twitter aside, I just, I'm sorry, I'm shocked. I, I just can't believe how racist people can be well, while yeah. claiming to be the enlightened ones. That's that's awful. He's a God. I hope he's the president. I really do. 
I am going to volunteer. I am going to donate money. Wow. I'm going to man the phone banks. I'm going to knock on doors. Yeah. I'm going to wear the Uncle Sam outfit, an elephant hat. Wow. I'm going activist, folks. You know, I was thinking during the commercial break how great it would be to become completely cynical about politics. Yes, it would be. And just embrace the fact that, okay, here's the game. We demonize our opponents, even though they're mostly like us, uh, and we lie about their policies completely. And then we lie about our policies. And it becomes like uh, Cards Against Humanity. Or one of those games that the youngsters like to play, where you just you're willfully evil, but everybody's evil. Everybody knows it, and you just see who's better at being evil. I think if you could put morality entirely aside, politics could be fun. And I think a lot of politicians have, and that's you know that's the way they engage in it. NBC Out is apparently its own news feed. It's a rainbow version of NBC News. It's got a rainbow under the logo. Gay news, I guess. You know, what's going on in gay news? And in his first joint address to Congress, President Joe Biden said an unequivocal message to the transgender community. Your president has your back. I missed the part where he talked about that somehow. Yeah, I was fighting, spacing out the, the, the entirety of the time I was trying to listen to him. Uh, we'll look at some more of the polls that people are doing about the speech and how they like it. Now, YouGov had it about 85% approval. So Wolf! That's, uh, that's pretty high. Yikes. Yikes. And politicians are, you know, if nothing if not uh, timid, so they might follow those numbers. Armstrong and Getty.